Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. I'm Kathy Holland, and honored as always to be with my co-host, Stacey Johnson. Stacey, how are you today? Oh, hi. Good. Hello, Kathy. I am fabulous today. It's uh, getting into the fall, and I'm watching the wind blow about 40 miles an hour outside, so I'm glad I'm not out there in a, an outside day job right now. I'm enjoying where I am. I'm, I love these conversations. I love the people that we get to meet and the wisdom that we get to engage in during the day. I feel very blessed. I do too. I love the conversations. It's just, I think it's super cool to be able to bring out the extraordinary and the ordinary and shine light on people's journeys that some people may not realize are out there but absolutely need to hear. Mm. I agree. You know, I just, we just had a beautiful conversation with a lady all the way from Slovenia. Um, and, you know, I just think that, that the fact that the, it's getting to go around, you know, that the world is going around and we're learning and meeting people all the time just fascinates me. So I'm excited. I know we have a great guest with us today. So let's talk about that and bring him in. All right. We have a guest with us today. Uh, from Dallas, and his name is John Hansen. John, how are you today? Yeah, doing fantastic. Doing fantastic, Casey. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being with us. So we'll let you kick us off. Tell us who you are, what you do, and how we can connect with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so my name is John Sansoni. And I've been living in Dallas, Texas for 31 years. And during that time, I've been in professional sales. I've done a lot of professional sales. Uh, In the very beginning, I was in the advertising business, went from the advertising business to, uh, to the technology business, and then also did some sales in the manufacturing business. Uh, Primarily the reason why I skipped around was in search for more money. And, uh, and currently I am in, uh, the consulting business and have been in the consulting business for, uh, for 17 years. But, uh, but the reason why I get jazzed about these type of uh, interviews is because I believe that I possess some inspiration and uh, some wisdom that needs to be shared with the world. Cool. Well, we're like that. Absolutely. So how can we connect with you? So easy to connect with me. I have a professional website. It's called uh, saleswarriorinspire.com. Uh, folks can go out there. All of my uh, social media links are right there at my website. Uh, we also are happy to uh, add people to our email list. And once a month, we will send for free inspirational material, typically me getting interviewed on a podcast where I share some special stories that hopefully helps kick people out of bed every day and, you know, attack the problems that they have. I like that. I like that. I think sometimes we need some little pieces of outside influence, right? And I, I'm a firm believer that motivation is not a character trait. It's a byproduct of your attitude and how you approach life and how you see the coming day. You know, if you get up and go, wow, just here we go, another day in the salt mines, then that has a tendency to be exactly what you see is the drudgery of that every day, whereas you get up with that sense of adventure, like, wow, what does this day have to hold for me? 
your motivation is a byproduct of that. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree, Stacy. And I'd take it a step further. Like I compartmentalize my day almost into like a seven-course meal. And so the, mm. uh, the beginning course is, you know, me getting out of bed, uh, me either warming coffee or making coffee, and then the joy it is just to sit back and drink your coffee and start acclimating to your day. Uh, typically, I'm into, like, motivational material when I first start my day. And, uh, and here recently, I've been doing something called um, sound bath, where you listen to people who are making uh, beautiful uh, sounds with, uh, I believe it's called Tibetan uh, sound bowls. And it's just a wonderful way to start your day. I've also started my day before with like a rain thunderstorm where I'm just listening to a rain thunderstorm or my favorite motivational speaker. Sometimes it's me, but, uh, but sometimes I listen to other really good motivational speakers just to get me jazzed to get going. Mm. Cool. Cool. Well, I rolled it. Well, that's four of the seven. <laughs> What's that? That's a great way to start. I said, yeah, I got four of the seven. You said the seven steps, and I was writing them down. Get out of bed, do your coffee, enjoy it, engage in some sound. I was writing them down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, and uh, and as you take on more courses uh, during your day, just like a seven-course meal, I'm a big analogy guy. Um, I walk every single day at lunchtime. So as soon as we get off this uh, call, I'll be walking. I shouldn't say it too loud because I'm working from home and my dog's here, and she'll come up all excited. But um, but we'll be, uh, we'll be doing like a – anywhere from a mile and a half to two miles before, uh, before my next appointment and before, and, uh, and right before, you know, I eat lunch then right after that, really enjoy my lunch. And then, uh, and then I start the rest of my day. I love so it. It's, uh, what I, a, if, yeah. if nothing else, that's a fantastic way to appreciate the moment. Absolutely. So, very yeah. cool. So oh, thank you. Let's take this. Let's take this on a different, a different way. Um, okay. If if there was a person through all of your your journeys and the things that you have done that you would define as a hero, who would it be, and what's your definition of a hero? A hero certainly is somebody that impacts your life in a positive way. And, uh, and I would cite uh, Mr. Zig Ziglar as that hero of my life because uh, I was, uh, became um, without a father at a very young age in my, uh, like, age 27. I'm, I'll be age 55 uh, this year. And uh, early on, I didn't have that strong male figure. And, uh, and early on, too, I didn't have somebody that I could confide in. Uh, now, did I ever get to speak personally with Zig? I did not. But but the amount of time that I spent in that relationship with his books, with his tapes, uh, with other suggestions that he had, like reading the Bible on a daily basis, all that um, created who I am today. So he made a positive impact on me, though we never met face-to-face. I don't – you know, I don't think you necessarily – have to. We were talking the other day about the fact that they say you, that you are the the total sum of the five people that you're around the most. But what I think people fail to realize is that that doesn't necessarily have to be physical presence. You know, 
it can be someone that you are like Zig Ziglar, you know, somebody that you are going to for advice that has the information that you need that you spend that much time with. It can also be that kind of person. So that it's important who you're spending your time with in person and not in person. So that's a very good example of that. Yeah, I mean, just so many things I learned from Zig and uh, really took it to heart. Like if he said it, I practiced it. And uh, and I think that's lost on a lot of people. Um, I sometimes, and it's okay to get frustrated in your pursuits, but I sometimes get frustrated as a motivational speaker. And the reason is because my feeling is, is I don't feel like there's enough people out there like me that heed the type of advice that I give, that truly use it to their benefit. I think people make more excuses than they make progress, unfortunately, which in one way is a negative and in another way it's a positive. It means that if I can just move them a little, I've moved them a lot. That's a good perception. Yeah, I think right now we're in a society of instant gratification rootedness, right? So they want to know, they don't necessarily want to know the steps that they can take to fix their problems. They want to know how you can fix it immediately. So I think that is the difference because, you know, one of the things I tell people, especially when they tell me, you know, I've read this book and nothing happened. I'm like, well, footwork makes the book work. Eventually, you got to get up off your butt and do something with the motivation that you have learned. <laughs> do something yes. with yes. the lessons that you have learned, you know. So I, I could totally see how that would be frustrating as a speaker. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, it, it also lets me know that it's an it's a honorable pursuit and, and people need what, what I have. Um, Amen. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I think a lot of people think they're know-it-alls, but 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 they don't but they don't check balance what they truly know. For instance, you know, I teach professional sales, and I approach people about, hey, you know, I have this amazing wisdom that I could teach you on how to be a better professional salesperson. And instead of heeding my wisdom, many times they tell me why they don't need it, and it's so con contrary to like my mindset. I mean, I'm super successful in sales. However, if somebody was doing better than me, I'd be taking them to dinner. I'd be taking them yeah. to a good dinner. And, uh, right. and, and and basically, I would arrive not with a computer and a cell phone. I would arrive with a yellow notepad. Amen. Me too. You know, John, I think we're at this place in society right now where we have so much information available. Right, and people are soaking up information, and they're gaining some knowledge, and they're going to class. But if you never utilize any of that, if you never, like you said, take heed to it, walk with it, sit with it for a minute, how does it, how does it play into your life? What's that about for you? Then it never turns to wisdom. It just says yeah. an acquisition of knowledge, right, a trivial pursuit game in the closet. If you, yeah. if you never – knowledge is cool, but knowledge is not power. Shared knowledge and utilized knowledge is power. Yes. Exa- you know, and I talk about that in one of my works, and, and I liken it to um, a sports car. So a, uh, a sports car is fantastic because 
It has a big engine, has a lot of capacity, um, can go zero to 100 in so many seconds, what have you. However, if it has no gasoline in it, it's absolutely worthless. Absolutely perfect, perfect comparison right there. So, Don, when you look at the journey that you've been on from this young yes. boy that you were one day to this man that you stand as today as a salesperson, as a professional, as a coach, as a mentor, an inspirational figure, what's one life lesson that you learned along the way that you feel like everybody ought to know? Yes, uh, Stacy. it's very simple. It's actually two parts, um, but I'll give you the second part. Life is for living. And I know that's lost on a lot of people. It's so simplistic, but we, we tend to focus more on what the obstacles are in front of us versus the life that we're living like right now. And and the more we compartmentalize our day, our month, and our year into little pockets of joy, the more we can really embrace that life's for living. Um, and two, it's good to reflect on the life that we've lived, even in the short term. So, like, I make a habit on, a, on a, either a Sunday or a Monday as I'm trying to motivate myself to start my week, um, particularly on a Sunday – I like to summarize what were the amazing things that happened to me over the weekend or over the week. And then I live in a constant flow of gratitude. And, uh, and two, I live in a constant flow of joy. So do bad things happen to me? Absolutely. However, do I focus on them? Absolutely not. I like that. You know, you're, you're, your, your process goes where your energy flows, right? And if you focus mm -hmm. on those, that negativity, that's where you're going to hang out. So we miss so many times those breadcrumbs along the way of joys and those taps on the shoulder. I call it God talk. Those moments mm -hmm. when you get that little tap to go, I got you. Right? The butterfly that shouldn't be there, the sign you see, the song you hear, the phone call you get, that hair on the back of your neck. That's your, that's your conversation. It's happening. But can you listen to it? Can you hear that? I would, yeah, I, I mean, I would, um, I would agree. I mean, I, I just try to teach little things that can, can improve uh, interactions with people. And uh, in, in, in one of them is uh, just the way you present your own voice, I think is so, so important. Um, and that's lost on so many professionals. Um, and, and I know everybody's born with, you know, different levels of uh, pitch in their voice and things like that. But, but I liken my voice to a handshake. And, and when I do business face-to-face, -face, I look people straight in the eye, and as we're first getting acquainted, they get a hearty handshake. Unless, of course, it's a woman. Sometimes women don't like hearty handshakes. But, but you know, you have to know the world that you're living in. But there are instances where a hearty handshake is really good, and I just use the analogy as somebody's voice is their handshake. And people judge you on your voice and your handshake. People judge you on how you interact with them. And so when you're cognizant of these things, it can make for a much more powerful interaction with people that can lead to more business for you and, and yourself. Hmm. 
That's and you know, a lot of people aren't cognizant of the fact that the words that come out of your mouth, the tone, the cadence, so many things about how you present in the beginning matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's so, so important. And in comedy, like I do a little comedy, it's called timing. And like you can tell the same joke, but if you don't have good comedic timing, nobody's going to laugh. And and that's been done time and time again where like – you have a uh, you have an up and coming comedian steal a, a joke from a famous comedian, but not have good comedic timing, and they can literally die on the stage, no laughter, get booed off the stage because of their timing. Mm-hmm. Important. I absolutely, absolutely agree. agree. So let's let's take it in a kind of different twist again. Sure. If you had if you had a a chance to put a one-liner to the world on a T-shirt, one bit of wisdom, what would it say and why? I would say life is short because I think that summarizes it all in, in the way I live my life. Like, do I live for the future? Absolutely. But, but do I try to live in the present? Without a doubt. I mean, life is short. I think most people put off having life for another point in their life that might not ever come. And if you live with the idea that life is short, and and this has come to me based upon personal experience. So I mentioned that my father died. I was 27 years old. That same year my father died, my, uh, my best friend in the whole wide world died, which was my older brother, within a three-month time period. So... So did I realize, like, this is how I was going to live my life? Like, I turned it for good. Like, it was a very sad thing to happen, but I turned it for good. And the reason I turned it for good is I feel like I have to live my life for other people whose lives were cut short. Hmm. Powerful. Powerful statement. Powerful statement. John, one of the things that I have, I feel gifted in the very most in this is these statements and the story behind them, and the why. I mean, of all the words there are in the world, why would you choose life is short? And the story behind that is so beautiful. <clears throat> they got no, so much thanks. power in them. We've done over 200 interviews. We have over 200 statements, and not one of them is the same. Yeah. There hasn't been a repeated phrase yet, which is beautiful. just shows how much wisdom and knowledge there is out there to be shared. Oh, yeah, it's uh, and we and we all need to get inspired, um, because there's more things for us to do, and uh, like what you guys do, I would believe is inspire others through the wisdom that gets uh, passed on through your uh, through your podcast, and and mm-hmm. and I made it a goal to do like one podcast a week until the end of the year. Um, and that's a personal goal. And so far in the month of, uh, October, um, I've done five. So I'm actually over goal. That's a pretty good goal. Yeah, I just... Well, then that was five chances to share some light. So thank you for that. Yeah. 
Is it okay if I tell you guys a quick story? It's a very quick story that I think will really uh, help a lot of people out there. Sure. Okay. So I was in uh, New York City and uh, this summer, and uh, we went to Rockaway Beach, which is right outside of Manhattan. And I have a friend of mine who lives in Long Island, um, and I was just there to visit him because his mom had passed. And, uh, you know, it was just a great time for him and I to spend some quality time together. So we're on the beach in Rockaway Beach. A famous Ramon song is called Rockaway Beach, um, very famous beach. They figured out that this individual, this man of age 32, was nowhere to be found. So he had gone out to swim with his family and never came back. The reason I mention this is because what proceeded next was got to be the most inspirational thing I've ever seen in my life because the people of New York, the professionals of New York, the policemen, the firemen, the, uh, the helicopter pilots, they did everything they could to find this, this gentleman that didn't return with his family from swimming in the ocean. And it, it was the most miraculous thing I ever saw. They got everybody out of the water. The, uh, the helicopter hovered over the ocean looking for, uh, looking for the gentleman's body. You could imagine how tedious that could be, just going back and forth over the huge, long beach. Beaches in New York are very long. And, uh, and, and firemen were there and ambulances were there. They found the man and they revived him. And, uh, and, and this, like, almost brought a tear to my eye, and it made me think, how many people take their own life and don't respect life? And the people of New York were so worried about this one man and this one life. They literally had 24, 25 people on the beach looking for this man and, and crowd control so it wouldn't impede them finding this man. And it just, like, thinking about it always inspires me, like, how important life is and how important one human life is and how we take human life for granted, and how the people of New York didn't take that one human life for granted. In fact, they did everything they possibly could to save this gentleman's life. It's beautiful. I think there's so much more of that kind of story out there than we ever get to hear. I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. And then the math guy in me is like, how much is it costing to find this guy? You know, because you got all these city workers, and uh, I mean, it was tremendous. There were, and you saw these police officers get out of their, uh, you know, get out of their cars and put on wetsuits to go swimming for this gentleman. And so the police officers were trained as scuba divers, and they put on their wetsuits and they put on their goggles, and uh, it, it's just the most amazing thing you ever saw. The firemen that were there. I mean, everybody was there to save this one human life. And I thought, God, if I ever get a chance to get interviewed, I want to mention this because it's so inspirational to me. Because you hear about these stories where people just take their life or they shoot up kids in a, in a school building or just the lack of respect for human life. And the people of New York had so much respect for human life that they were willing to put that many people out there to save this one human life. I guess that's just proof in the end that you can't put a price tag on life. No, no, you can't. It's uh, we we get caught up in the mundane, like making a living, uh, paying our bills, 
reaching our goals. Whereas, you know, the most important thing is, is do we have breath in our body and, uh, and do we have, uh, you know, fun people to share our lives with that? That's what's most important. Uh, you know, whether we're in designer clothes or, uh, Walmart clothes doesn't matter. What, what truly matters is what's inside of our hearts. Yeah, I fully agree. So we're coming to the place where we have got to wind down. Um, but I would just like to take a moment and remind our listeners that we are always brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you have a story or you know someone who has a story that needs to be shared, please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com. We always like to let our guests close out our show, so I would just like to say thank you for sharing your wisdom and your time with us today and I hope that whoever is listening to this is hearing this because it's important information. Stacy, you have any closing thoughts? Uh, John, I'd just like to again say thank you for your time today, for your wisdom and, and for the space that you provide for people right to come in and to get better and to excel and to understand. And I think so many people right now are looking for permission. They're looking for permission to, to feel the way they feel or say what they say or do what they do. And uh, there's a lot of it being given right now, just, just space for people. So thank you for the hero that you are to so many people and many you probably don't recognize. So thank you for taking that stand and, and Don and that, Kate, for, for those that you serve. Um, I just Absolutely. want to thank our, yeah, I just want to thank our audience. So, Don, I... Again, that, that's how I'm going to close. I want to thank you, and I thank our audience for their time today. John, well, great. Like so I'm, yeah, so I'm going to close out. So, yeah, Stacey and Cassie, thank you very much for having me. Again, if people want to reach me, they can reach me at saleswarriorinspire.com. There's a link to my book that's on Amazon called Sales Warrior. There's also a link on my course on professional selling, which is over seven and a half hours of instruction, inspiration, audio, and video, as well as worksheets to help everybody be better at what they do and, and how they feel about themselves. But it's all just out on my website and obtainable for you. And, uh, and you know, God bless and Godspeed to everyone listening. Absolutely.